morning. How's everybody doing today? Good, good. Good to see y'all. Y'all look good today. Um, glad to be here with you. If you're on, if you're viewing us online, we want to welcome you today to our Impact Experience today, and we're glad you're with us today here at Impact Church. So, let's give the worship team a hand. How about we get to do that? You know, they um, they're probably used to having a lot of things, other things that they're missing, and and you know that could affect them, but it's, it didn't. So we we appreciate the Impact Worship Team for doing a good job and and leading us into the presence of God. And you know, I was during worship. I was just worshiping, and it just came to me, and I just said, I just said, Jesus, I believe in you, and I was just standing there worshiping, and you know, this is, I believe this is for somebody, he spoke back to me and said, that I believe in you, and you know, I struggle with that sometimes, sometimes I think, man, I'm not a gay miller, I mean, I can't do, I can't get up there and fill in for gay miller, um, and things like that, and you may struggle with that too, but it's something that God believes in you, and he has confidence in you. He, he, he created you. And, you know, I think that's for somebody here that need to hear that, that is struggling with their confidence and their relationship with God and their walk with God. So Pastor Gabe, he's, he asked me to fill in for him today. He is on vacation. And I noticed that everybody he went on vacation with has came back, but he didn't. So um, I don't know. So if you're watching, uh, we know you're gone. But um, <laughs> so he'll be back, I'm sure, next week and be ready for to bring you a word. And um, to, he's, isn't he a good pastor, Pastor Gabe and Amanda? They're good, aren't they? You know, they're not only good pastors, they're good friends of mine. I've been friends with them for 10 or 12 years, something like that. And they're good people. You know, they've they've believed in me when I didn't believe in me. They've they've helped me and encouraged me along the way. Send me text messages and things like that. And of course, it went it goes both ways sometimes too. But they're just good people, good solid people. You know, you can trust and and you can follow them. And and you're not going to be worried about where they're leading you because they're following God. And and as they follow God, we follow them too. So thank you, Pastor Gabe and Amanda, if you're watching this morning or sometime. You're, you're good pastors, and everybody here thinks so. So today I want to talk to you about peace and, and how to have peace and how to even maintain peace in your life. And for me, it's, it's a battle sometimes, or, or a lot of times, to, to have peace and to maintain it. Sometimes I'll go to church, and, and man, when I leave church, and we have an awesome worship experience, even like some of the just now, Man, I'm at peace, and I feel good, and man, I feel like Elijah. I feel like I could be caught up, and I could have just disappeared, and God could have just took me to heaven. And, you know, and we feel like that, and and things like that happen to us, and then we go to work, and then life happens. How many of that, has life ever happened to y'all? Or you go home, and the dog has destroyed your flower bed, or whatever he did. Um, that's what my dog usually does. So, anyways... I want to share with you today on, on the, just this principle of keeping peace and maintaining peace in my life. And if you have your Bible, turn in Philippians chapter 4, and we'll start in verse 8 of Philippians 4. And this is not really my, my main text, but I believe that this text will, will lay a foundation for what I want to share with you today. And in Philippians chapter 4, and in verse 8, a well-known verse of Scripture, I'm sure you have it on your refrigerators or you've seen it on a bookmarker, or you've seen it somewhere that, that, that people use this scripture all the time. And, but the thing about this scripture that, that I find um, maybe difficult or trying to apply it to my life 
is the fact that I can't just read it and apply it. So I've found some other truths in the Word, and I think they'll we'll make a full circle and bring it back to this, and, and it'll help us apply this. But in Philippians chapter 4, and in verse 8, um, it says this, that uh, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And he says in verse 9, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. He says to, to think on things or to meditate, which is really um, more of a deeper way of thinking, is to really ponder on it. To meditate on things that are true and things that are praiseworthy, and things that are noble, and things that are of a good report. And just like I said to you all ago, how God believes in you, you know, if you're thinking that he doesn't, well, you're thinking on something that's not true. And you're meditating on something that's not true about you, and it's not true about your life, and he does believe in you. No matter what you've done or what you're going to do or, or whatever's going on in your life, God believes in you, and he's, he's, he's for you and not against you. The Bible even tells us that he's for us and not against us. And if you meditate on the fact that you think that he's against me or he's trying to do something to me or trying to pour wrath out on me or whatever lie that you're believing or meditating on, well, it'll affect the peace in your life. And it'll affect the, the level of peace that you, that you walk in and, and the, the maturity in, in that area of your life. So we have to think on things that are true, things that are noble, things that are just, things that are pure, whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are of a good report, we have to think on these things. And he says here on, on in verse 9, that the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. The things that he's talking about for us to do is to think on things that are pure. Think on things that are true. Think on things that are praiseworthy and just and noble. He's telling us if we'll think on these things, that we'll have peace in our hearts and we'll have peace in our lives. And if you don't have peace in your life, it's from the way you're thinking. Proverbs 23, 7 says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And just like you think in your heart, you're going to become that, whether it's good thinking or bad thinking, whatever it is. So I'm going to choose today to, to think on things that are just and praiseworthy and true and things that are of a good report. How many of you have ever gotten a bad report from work? You got laid off. You got, I'd like to get laid off sometimes, but you, <laughs> especially when it's 108 degrees and the heat index is whatever it is. I don't even look at it. I, it discourages me to look at that stuff. But we get bad reports and we meditate on those things. A doctor or, or whoever gives us a, a report that, that is not true because if the doctor tells you you're sick, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24 that by his stripes you were healed. Well, that's a lie you're meditating on if they tell you you're sick, if they tell you you got this problem or that problem. Because the, God's word is true, and God's word always trumps what people say about you and what people's opinions are of you and of your life. But the, the, the thing that I see in my own life is sometimes it's a struggle to apply this, right? You, you instantly get emotional. You instantly have fear hit you. You instantly have all these emotions that hit you when you get a bad report or somebody... Uh, talks down to you or somebody does whatever they do to you on a daily basis and we can't get away from those people but we can we can meditate on God's word we can meditate on things that are true if we know it and I think that's where 
I struggle with this to a degree and to a measure is keeping my mind stayed on God is I just don't know enough about God. I don't have a, my relationship with God has struggled in the past some and, and, and that's when I lost my peace is the, whatever level your relationship is with God, that's the level of peace you're going to have. And that's up to you what kind of relationship you have with God. It's all dependent on if you want to talk to him, if you want to fellowship with him. He's always speaking. He's never, he always speaks. He's always talking to us and, and trying to communicate with us in some form or fashion. And God's always telling us things, but we're not listening or we're not tuned in. It's kind of like a radio signal. You know, you've seen uh, or you haven't seen them, but there's radio signals all around us. And we can't see them, but when we tune in to the radio, well, we can hear what's on the radio. And we can hear what's coming through. And it's the same way with our relationship with God. Is if we just focus on things that are true and things that are noble and things that are praiseworthy, well, then we'll start to hear God speak to us. And we'll start to hear God give us direction in our life and, and just minister to us in ways that we didn't even know were possible. And But again... This is just a foundational scripture. It's hard to apply sometimes. And I want to go on to um, just one page over to Colossians chapter 3. And I believe in Colossians chapter 3, this will help us to, to apply this to our lives and to be able to, to bring substance to this and to, to just make it work and fit in our lives. And it's not just be a scripture that we put on our refrigerator or we put somewhere that we see, but we're actually digesting it. And we're actually getting it, and we're getting it in our heart, and we're applying it to our life. So, you know, the, the Word doesn't do us any good unless we get it in us, and then we digest it, and then we apply it to our life. Just reading it doesn't really do any good for us. So out of Colossians chapter 3, he says here, I'm going to start in verse 1 and go through about verse 4. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. He said in verse 2, to set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And he said in verse 2, to, to set my mind on things above. I have to set it. I have to do something. I have to make a decision. I have to make a conscious choice to set my mind on these things that are above, things that are true things that are praiseworthy, things that are noble, things that are of a good report, things that are just. All of these things, it's a choice that I have to make and I have to set my mind on God and the things of God. And it's a, it's kind of like this. I liken it to a... Um, how many of y'all have a car that has cruise control in it? Probably nobody has one. I have a vehicle that don't have cruise, but it's not my primary vehicle. But we all probably use cruise control on a daily basis if you have very far of a a distance to drive, which I do. I drive about 30 minutes to work, and I use my cruise control all the time because if I don't use it, I'll be speeding and and you know I'll get a ticket, and we don't, nobody likes that. But anyways, sometimes when I'm driving down the highway and I got it set on cruise, man, I'm listening to Impact Church podcast, listening to worship music, whatever I'm listening to, and just singing and praising God and just meditating on God. And, man, I'm just driving. And sometimes you may not want to drive in Oklahoma, but sometimes I close my eyes. I get so in tune with God, and that's not a good idea. I'm not recommending that to anybody, but it happens just for a couple of seconds, you know. And, anyways, I haven't had a wreck, thank God. But the, the point is I have it on cruise control, and it's set, and I'm driving, and everything's going great. And then some jerk pulls out in front of me, 
and I have to hit my brakes, and I have to get it off cruise control, and I have to, man, I hit the radio, and I, and I start talking to him, and he can't hear me. I have all my windows up. And anyways, and my cruise control's off now. Now I've got to, you know, they get out of the way, whatever happens there, and I take back off, and I punch the button that, to reset my cruise control. And that's what you have to do in your life. You, you can't just set it on Sunday. You can't just set it, you know, when you go to a, a meeting or, or something like that. Something is going to happen that's going to make it kick off. And something's going to happen that's going to that's gonna bother you. Something's going to happen that that makes you angry. Something's going to happen to you that that is unjust. Something, a bad report, uh, whatever the case may be. And we, we not only just have to set our minds on things above, but a lot of times we have to reset it and punch the reset button. And, man, we might have to punch it 10, 20, 30 times in a day. But we have to keep reaching up there and pushing it and thinking on the things of God. You know, if something bad happens to you, just, just quote the word. Just whatever scripture fits that situation in your life. And you, that's, what, that's what the word of God does for us. It changes us. And this is something that, that I kind of learned um, in part as I went to a conference uh, uh, probably about three or four weeks ago, I went to this conference in Colorado to uh, a place that I'm in relationship with. And anyways, I went to this conference, and when I left to go up there, I was actually just kind of kind of struggling. I wasn't really keeping my mind on God. It was a, it was a struggle, and I didn't really have that much peace in my life. And I went to this conference, and it was a week-long conference. And um, anyways... I went to it, and I went and sat through the Word and, and listened every day. It was for five days. And then by the end of the week, man, I was, again, I was felt like Elijah. I felt like I could just be translated out of here. I felt such peace, and, man, I felt wonderful. It was great. And then, I and, man, my mind was set on God. It was no effort. I, I had to drive 12 hours to get back home. And, man, the whole time I was just at this perfect peace. The whole time I was driving back home, and everything was just great. And then Monday morning rolled around. I had to go to this uh, place that they call a job. And, um, boy, them people out there ain't at very much peace. And it was nothing like the conference. These people aren't even Christians, a lot of them. And I'm thinking, man, I just want to go back. I just want to be like, um, you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? We weren't really allowed to watch that. But um, Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz, she just clicks her heels together and says, uh, whatever she says, take me back home. Or what, what did she say? There's no place like home. Man, I got to work that Monday, and I was wanting to click my heels together and just take me back to that conference. Take me back to Colorado. I don't want to be here no more. It's 105 degrees, and this is horrible. But the point is, is I had to set my mind again. Even though that was such a wonderful experience and a wonderful thing to go to that all week, and I enjoyed it. Man, I don't regret it one bit. But life happens to us, and we have to reset our mind on God and reset our mind on the things above and reset our mind on, on things that are true. You know, it may be true that you may, it may be a tough workplace. You may have a tough workplace. My workplace isn't that bad, but sometimes I make it out to be bad comparing it to a conference or something like that. And it's just a daily thing. It's a daily battle, if you will. It's a daily process. It's a daily action that we have to take to just set our mind on God. And it's a choice. We just take, we just make that choice every day. And it's something that, that again, I've recently learned. And on my way up there, um, backtracking just a little bit, I went to this. Mo I was staying in this motel one night, 
And I was praying. I was actually going to preach on the way out there. And so I was praying about what to share and all that kind of thing. And, man, I was just praying about it. And I just said to God, I said, you know what? I don't even care if I ever preach, if I ever do anything that's what we call, you know, is, is, is a, a good thing. I just want to have a relationship with you. And, man, I don't care if I do any of this other stuff, any of these things, this agendas, all these things that I got on my mind. You know, we all have visions for our lives and things like that. And when I said that, something on the inside of me just broke. And it changed me probably forever. It did change me forever. Once I just set my mind on things above and quit thinking about all the things I want to accomplish on this earth and quit thinking about all the, the desires I even have, and there's nothing wrong with, with having ambition and with having desires and having all these things. But the bottom line is, is just focusing on God and setting my mind on things above, not on all these things down here. This is just a byproduct. Leading worship for the worship pastors and, and worship leaders, that's just a byproduct. That should just be a byproduct of my relationship with God. It shouldn't be something that, that it's just this, you know, I have to study and do all these things to, to make it work. No, just my relationship with God will make those things work. He said in Matthew 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you. He said, if you just seek my kingdom first, not second, not third, not at the end of the day, not at the end of the month when you get tired and you can't figure it out on your own. He said, seek my kingdom first, and all these other things will be added unto you. And I think that's what he's saying in Colossians, to set my mind on God and set my mind on him first. And then all these other things in life, my job, the things that I have to do every day, and the, 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 the task, the things that I have to prepare, and all those kinds of things are just going to happen. They're just going to be an overflow of my relationship with God. And you know, every message I'll ever, I'll ever preach or I'll ever give or any kind of teaching or anything is going to go back to just a relationship with God. You know, I could teach you anything in the Bible, not at this moment, but in my life, anything I teach you in the Bible is going to just circle back around and come back to my relationship with God. That's how I'm going to apply this. It's just my relationship with God, just having fellowship with God and just, just communing with Him on a daily basis. And these things in the Scriptures will work. And these things in the Scriptures won't be so hard for you to apply to your life if you just fellowship with God and, and quit fellowshipping with the world. And that's something that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to cut ties in, in some places in your life and just cut it off, whatever it is. I'm not saying anything specific, but there's just things in your life you're going to have to cut off, and, and those are things that are keeping your mind on earthly things, and you're not able to set your mind on things above, but you're keeping your focus on things down here. And, you know, probably many of you probably have nice homes. You probably have nice cars. Um, you probably have a lot of nice things at your home and, and your businesses, and you probably have you're probably a lot of successful people in this room right now and even online. But you know what? Even this beautiful building and this air conditioning that we have here, I'm freezing to death actually right here, and <laughs> it's summertime. I'd rather be freezing than, you know, be 105. But we have all these blessings and all these things in our life, and yet we still get focused on the things that are untrue, the things that, are, that have been done wrong to us, the things that have, you know, whatever happens has happened to you in your life. And we're, we're so blessed as a nation, as a people, as a, as a church, as a city, as a whatever, and we tend to just revert back to those things. And I think the reason we do is just our lack of a relationship with God. And, you know, 
I felt like God had said some things to me when I when I was at this conference and things and and which is a typical thing you you know that's why you go to a conference to learn and and things like that. And I felt like one of the things that I learned just just by hearing speakers and different things like that is that my relationship with God has to be stronger than my relationship with you or my relationship with my job or my relationship with my family or my relationship with anybody around me. My relationship with God has to be first. He said again, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. And when I put God first, having peace and thinking on things that are true and think on, th on things that are praiseworthy, noble, just, all those things, it'll just be a byproduct. It'll be effortless in our lives. And I'm not saying I've arrived in this area, but I'm telling you that, I've, that I'm a lot further along than I was just even months ago, weeks ago. And that's how quick God can change your life, is you can just get a scripture and, and t get a hold of it and get a hold of God, and your life can be changed that quick. You know, it says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God is quick and it's active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword, even dividing our soul and our spirit. And he said that the word of God is, is quick. He said it was quick. It would you can, you can meditate on the word and act on the word and it will happen quick. And it's something that, that, that can happen quickly. Some things don't happen quickly. I'm not promising or guaranteeing everything's going to happen quickly. But he said it was quick and it was active. And that activity will change your life if you just submit to it. And that's how you're going to have peace again in your lives is just submit to the Word of God and submit to, to, to God's way of thinking. And he said that his ways, and uh, Isaiah, uh, I think it's 54, that he said that his ways are higher than our ways. It may be somewhere, in, it's in the Bible for sure. But he said his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He thinks a little bit differently than us. How many of you know if a man can build a world in six days, he's a little bit smarter than us? Have you all agree with that? I can't even build a house in a year, and he built a house, uh, you know, a whole world, and and I and I just uh, just speaking it, and just speaking speaking his word. It was his word that he spoke, and it made these things happen. And again, I'm just saying all these things. We're still talking about peace, but that's how you're going to have peace: is you think the way God thinks, and you have the same thoughts as he thinks, you know. We're so deluded and watered down by the world on a daily basis. If you turn on your television and you, you plug into the world every day or however you plug into the world, we're all plugged in some way or the other because we can't just be floating around, you know, and <laughs> doing that kind of thing or whatever it is you, you might be trying to do. But anyways, um, we all are plugged into the world. Some We have to be. We have to be on this earth. We have to be on this earth in relationship with people, like Dustin said, being in community. And it, with all that being said, there's going to be an opportunity to get my mind off of God and to get my mind on somebody that, you know, has a, a complaint or a gripe or whatever it is that they have going on in their life. And we need to listen to those people and help those people, but we can't let that stuff get on the inside of us. You know, we can't let that, those things of the world be us. We're in this world, but we're not of it. And, again, you're not going to know the truth until you read it. And the truth, the Bible says uh, it, that it'll, when you know the truth, that it will make you free. And you'll be free from your worry and your anxiety and your bad reports that you're thinking on if you just know the Word of God and you apply it to your life. And, and it makes life so much better. You know, there's a song they sing, uh, I don't know anything about music. Thank God he didn't call me to that. And y'all can thank God, too, that he didn't call me to that. But... <laughs> It would be miserable, uh, beyond miserable. You couldn't be at peace if I was up here singing. I promise you that. But 
he uh, there's a song that they talk they sing and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about that that God's way is better than my way and his his he, the way his ways and if I just submit to his ways it's better hit your way and and it's just just God's way is just better we can get off track and think we got it figured out because we're a certain age and wisdom or a certain age and maturity or whatever it is but man you still got to have God you got to have God no matter what you're you're facing in your life and if and it's just something that you're never going to grow out of a, a need for a relationship with God and that's what's going to give you peace in your life and going to give you um, freedom from some of the things that are in your life and let me uh, let me just read on down here in Colossians 3 he said here that uh, set your mind on things above not on things on the earth for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is our life appears then you also will appear with him in glory Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And he said that if I, basically what he's saying here, to set my mind on things above and not on things of the earth, and just what I found out just in my own personal walk, when I do that, all these other things that he's listing here, all these things that are of the flesh, sin, things that are just hanging on. You ever had something hang on you for a long time you didn't know how to get rid of it uh, it may be a sin it may be a habit it may don't look at me that holy y'all have got some stuff going on <laughs> i ain't the only one that the bible says in romans 3 23 that we've all sinned and we've all fell short so i got you with the word right there but uh, <laughs> he we all have stuff we got skeletons in closets some of our skeletons are got a lot more meat on their bones than others but we got skeletons in our closets and when I set my mind on things above and not on things of this earth, those things will fall off of me. Those things will just diminish. And because we'll lose our focus on them. We're, we're fo so focused on them right now that we can't focus on God. And that's what happens to us when we, when we get in that mindset. We, we forget about God and we forget about our need for a relationship with God. And we get into all kinds of stuff that we don't need in our lives and, and relationships. And you fill in the blank with all your stuff. I'm not going to fill it in. But these things will just diminish and fall off of us naturally when we set our mind on things above and not on things of this earth. And the Christian life is is not meant to be hard. And many of you, some of you maybe even being new Christians, and, and man, it's just a struggle for you sometimes, but it's God didn't design it that way. God didn't set you free from all the things that I even talked about here or even other things to make you come into something that's even harder than what you was dealing with. And he don't. God didn't will that for your life. And how you again, how you deal with that in your life, how you deal with your past, how you deal with anything that's going on in your life, is you just set your mind on God, and then you reset it when something happens, and you reset it again when something else happens, and you reset it again when somebody calls you a name or somebody hates you and somebody does whatever they are doing to you on a daily basis, and you just have to keep punching that reset button and keep punching it and keep punching it and never give up. Never give up. You can't give up on this. This isn't a Sunday morning, I'm fixed, and I'm good to go. No, you're going to have to get in the Word, and you're going to have to have a relationship with God on your own, and you're going to have to keep at it and just keep setting my mind on things above and not things of this earth. And I promise you, your level of peace and your struggles will just fall off and diminish, and life will be better for you. So life is better God's way. If you would, turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, if you have your Bibles. 
and in verse, we'll just start in verse 1, but he's, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, again, this is probably a, a well-known scripture. If, if you've been in church for, for any amount of time, you've probably heard this, and this is, uh, Joyce Myers actually has a whole book basically focused around um, this passage of scripture for the most part, has other scriptures, I'm sure. I've never read it, but um, I've heard of the book and seen it and things like that. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I'm going to go ahead again and start in verse 1. He said, Now I, Paul, myself am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence, by which I intend to be bold against some, who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Did you know there's some people around you, they only see you after the flesh? That's all they see. They don't see no future in you. They don't see any hope in you. They don't see anything. They just look at you after the flesh. And and you got to get past that. You, you can't let that dominate you. You can't let that dictate where you're going to go in life. You can't let that hold you back from what God has put in your heart to do in your life. And that's a side point anyways. Um, but for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, every thought, not just, you know, that's kind of a bad thought. It's, it's not that bad. I'll just keep thinking on that. No, he said every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And he said that I, that I have to take these, these are strongholds. How many of y'all know what a stronghold is? This is the Aaron Everett definition of it. But a stronghold is something that has a stronghold of you. It's something that's got a hold of you. You can't shake it, and you can't get rid of it. And it just don't seem like you can anyways. And again, we done covered that. I'm not going to go over that again in Colossians, how when we set our mind on God, these things will just fall off of us. But the point is here is that we have an argument going on in our minds on a daily basis. And if we go all the way back to Genesis, when Eve was talking to the snake, which... I don't recommend that, but if you're talking to snakes, that's the first that's the first sign that we're going down the wrong road. But she was talking to this snake, and um, he was telling her, you know, why don't you eat of this? And this is all paraphrasing, of course. Why don't you eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil? And she said, Well, you know, God told me not to, and and everything. And uh, he said, Well, did he really say that? Did he really say not to eat of that tree? Or you know, how did he say? It? What kind of mood was he in that day? Was he you know, you think he was in a bad mood. He just made the world in six, six days, and he might have been tired when he said that. You know, he didn't say none of those things in the Bible, but I'm just saying it. And anyway, she had this war, this argument going on with this snake and the devil. And there was an argument going back and forth, and, uh, and she was debating with him, and she was talking to him, and she just kept going on with him. I'm sure the conversation may have even been longer than we see in Scripture. It's a possibility of that happening. But... Anyway, she had an argument, and she knew what the word was. She knew what God said. She knew that, that we wasn't supposed to eat of this tree, and she knew what the word said, but she didn't apply it. And she just kept talking to him and kept, kept going back and forth with him and, and, and dictating, and, and he let, he, she let him dictate to her what was truth. And that's what happens to us in our lives. We have an argument going on in our minds every day. We have an argument, uh, a debate in our minds with the enemy, and he's telling us to do things, or the world's telling us, again, 
to do things and they're saying things are okay and they're saying things that we can do this and this is okay and there's nothing wrong with it anymore you know times are changing and and all those kinds of things and the bible says the word of god is 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 the same yesterday today and forever god's the same yesterday today and forever he's not changing he changes not and he we if until we know those things we're going to lose those arguments that we're having with the world we're going to lose those arguments we're having with the devil in our mind until we know what the Word of God says about things. You know, I have people all the time at work and places like that. They, you know, they come and they say all these things that are okay to do. And, and you know, um, and I'm just screaming on the inside. No, it's not okay. That is not okay. And But they literally do not know any better. They really, truthfully are ignorant of the truth. And until you get the Word of God in you, you're going to be ignorant of the truth too. And I'm not saying you don't know the Word, don't study, or none of those things. But I'm just simply saying if you're struggling with peace in your life and struggling with your thoughts and the things that you think on on a daily basis, there's a good chance that you're not winning those arguments because you don't know what scripture to, to fight back with. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, we won't turn there, but Jesus had an argument with the devil. He, he had a debate with him. And, of course, we know the ending. He, he won that argument. And how he won it is with the word. And the devil was quoting the word too, but he was just quoting bits and pieces of it, you know. But Jesus was quoting what it really said, and he was he was fighting back, actively fighting back. He could have he was the Bible. Let's just turn there. Let's, I just want to read this. Sorry, uh, Matthew chapter four. I I want to read this really quick. I, I, oh, this is the second service. I got all kinds of time. That clock doesn't mean anything. <laughs> If you knew what was going on inside of me, you'd probably get up and leave because I, I just want to keep going. I can't stop. He said in Matthew chapter 4, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days, these are real earth days, by the way, if you're trying to translate it that some other way, and 40 nights after afterward he was hungry. Yeah, I bet he was hungry. If I, if, if I go a whole day, I'm pretty hungry. Uh, he went 40 days. And that's when the devil tries to come at you and try to tempt you and argue with you when you're weak. And when you're, if you ain't ate for 40 days, you're 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 getting weak uh, in your flesh and, and things like that. Now, your spirit is stronger. And he was at a weak point, possibly a weak point. To most people, that would be a weak point. For Jesus, it, it wasn't. But for most of us, it was a weak point. And he was coming and arguing with him about the word. He was telling him, you know, if you're if you're really the son of God, you know, won't you turn this bread into stones? And and he tried to get him to break his fast. You know, he'll he'll try to do that to you too when you're trying to fast and seek God. He'll try to get you to break it because he knows how powerful those kinds of things are in your life. He'll get you to do whatever it takes to to turn on God and to turn on the Word of God. And he's always after us. The Bible says that he's like a roaring lion. And that's what lions do. They devour things. They 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 sneak up on easy prey. They pick the easy stuff. And until you and until you get the word in you, I guess I turned it off or something happened. But <laughs> just gonna pick up where I left off. Until you get it in you, you're gonna continue again to lose those arguments, and you're going to 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 battle. And you're going to lose these battles until you get to where you're, you're just, my relationship with God is more important than what's going on in the world and what's happening around me. And I, I don't care what happens to me or what happens around me. I'm going to set my mind on things above and not on things of this earth. 
and I'm going to continue doing that no matter what. No matter what people think about me, you know. Um, some people, I was at this church the other day. I go to a local church and um, on Wednesday night sometimes because they play volleyball and things like that. And, and so we'll go over there and we'll eat and play volleyball. And, and I have some friends that go to church there. And I, I walked in. They was having a little meeting um, when I walked in because I got there early. And they called me Pentecostal. They think I'm Pentecostal. <laughs> I am far. I don't know what that really means, but I don't think I'm Pentecostal. But anyways, my friends, some of my friends and people I know think I'm Pentecostal, whatever that means. What I really think they're saying is, I think you believe the whole Bible and you don't hold nothing back. And people are going to think things about you like that. And you can't let it bother you. And you can't let those things weigh you down. You just got to go with God no matter what anybody else thinks around you, no matter what anybody else's opinion is of you. And even if you are Pentecostal or whatever, who cares what denomination you you revert to or whatever you are, I'm, I'm just a Christian. I'm just with the Word. I'm just going with the Word no matter what. And I'm going to have peace when I get that when I get that mindset going in my life. I'm going to have peace. And, and it's going to be easier for me every day. And the battle that I'm facing, I'm going to fight it with the Word of God. I don't fight it with the flesh. I don't fight it with uh, programs. And there's nothing wrong with programs to a degree. But we got to fight things in the Spirit with spiritual things. We have to use spiritual weapons to fight spiritual battles. And that's that's how we keep peace in our lives. And that's how we, we keep... Um, our minds set on God and not are set on the things of this world. And until you do that, until you really get to the point, and, and some of you, you may um, it may take a while for you to get down to the point where you're just, okay, finally, I give up, God, whatever you want me to do. I'll have a relationship with you. And you've been trying to do it your own way and thinking, you're trying to figure things out on your own, and it's just made you miserable. It's made you it's made you not even tolerable. People don't even want to be around you sometimes. I've been in that, I've been in that place. I've, people didn't need to be around me because I was not thinking on God, and I didn't have peace in my heart. And when we apply these things to our life, that makes other people attracted to us. When we have peace, when we are thinking on things that are true, other people are attracted to us. And sometimes when we're when there's a lot of people, maybe uh, we're pushing people out or people are pushing us out of their lives. It's because of their lack of relationship with God and, and they just don't have peace in their life. And, and that it affects more than just you is what the, the point I'm saying. And if the worship team wants to come back up, the, the, the fact that I am not thinking on this is affecting a lot more than just my peace and just my relationship with God. It's affecting all of you. Could you imagine if Pastor Gabe didn't have his mind set on God and he was just saying, you know, I'm just going to try to do this church thing and I'm going to, you know, we'll just see what works. No, he's got his mind set on things above. And he's got his mind on, set on things above, and he, he has peace. And, and we're not going to follow somebody that doesn't have peace and have their mind set on things above. And that's how important this really is to your life. It'll draw the right people to you when you have peace and you have a relationship with God. And it'll also get rid of the other people. Like I said in Colossians, it'll make those things just fall off of you. It'll make those things that, that don't need to be in your life diminish and, and people will walk out of your life that you need to walk. I, how many of y'all got some people you need to get, get away from? I've got some people that, man, but I don't want to be mean to them. I don't want to do all these things, you know, that it takes to be mean to get rid of people. But, man, I just need to have a relationship with God. And if those people want to be in a relationship with God, fine, come along with me. We'll, we'll, we'll have a relationship with God together. But if they don't, 
and you lose them, it's not that big a deal. They were holding you back anyways probably, or you were holding them back however it happened. And that's the main thing I want you to get today out of the message. You can go ahead whenever you all ready, is just to keep resetting it. No matter what happens tomorrow when you go to work, just punch that reset button. It doesn't matter how many times it takes, how many times it takes for you just crying out to God and just crying at work in front of people. It don't matter what people think. Eternity is a lot longer than this, this, this time we have on earth. What people think about you, it won't matter in 100 years. It won't matter in, it probably won't matter in, in one day or two days. So just focus on God, and I promise you, your level of peace will be so much greater, and your quality of life will be better than you could ever imagine. It'll be exceedingly, abundantly above and beyond all you could ever ask, think, or imagine. And he said, according to the power that works within you. And you got to get that power working in you through your mind and setting your mind on things above. But if the prayer team could come, I want to pray over you as they come and just pray a blessing over you that, that you would be able to, to do this and, and to walk it out and to prove this out in your own life. So let me pray for you today and then they'll play a song. Father, we thank you today for your word. You said your word was forever settled in heaven. We pray that you would forever settle it in our hearts, that we could keep our minds stayed upon you, that we could focus on you no matter what's going on around us, no matter what's happening to us that's wrong, that's unjust, things that aren't praiseworthy happening to us every day. I just pray that you would give us the, the, the courage, the, give us the words of knowledge, the words of whatever we need for the moment that we're in in our life, that you would just speak to us today, Father, and just guide us through our life and, and give us peace when, when it doesn't seem like we should even have peace. And we thank you for all these things today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.